other day I was listening to this podcast. I think it was about like the power of advertising or something, some smart shit like that. Um, but they told a story on there that I think really was like the like birth or like the, the stepping stone, at least for like the National Enquirer, hmm. which, by the way, if you're unfamiliar, the National Enquirer was a tabloid that had a special penchant for um, monster encrypted stories. Famously, the Bat Boy story. Yeah, Bat Boy. Bat Boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> who I'm sure by now is a, a bat gentleman or bat person, bat lady. Who knows? Don't know. <laughs> um, anywho. So, um, they, the, the beginning of the story is talking about uh, New York. And I think it was like 1835. This was before the New York Times, but they did have like a plethora of newspapers. But I guess the problem was... Uh, the newspapers were like six cents each, which at that time was kind of expensive. One guy's like, you know what? Fuck y'all. I'm going to, I'm going to make a newspaper too. It's going to be one cent. And everyone's like, yeah, whatever, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the first few issues was like this series that basically was like astrologists from like, you know, South Africa discovered life on the moon. And so it was like talked about like all these different plants on the moon and animals and like structures. But what I think is particularly of interest to us is a race of humanoid bat people. Mm-hmm. Were they sexy? Um, you know, I saw a few illustrations. They weren't, they weren't not sexy. <laughs> How about that? That's what's important. Yeah, they, you know, they basically look like human beings with a little bit more hair and bat wings and uh, kind of like a, you know, those old illustrations of like the devil or Krampus, kind of like that kind of facial kind of feature, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> yeah, and actually the astrologist named in the newspaper was an actual astrologist or astronomer. I said astrologist. Yeah, astronomer. <laughs> Sorry. If they were an astrologist, it would actually make a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, when I said it the first time, I was like, that don't sound right. But yes, sorry. Excuse me. I have not had a lot of this little seltzer, but who knows? <laughs> astronomer. It was an actual astronomer who in the beginning was kind of amused by it. He's like, oh, this is funny. But then he got quickly annoyed when people kept being like, the bad people tell us more. He's like, it's a hoax. And, you know, it quickly was, mm-hmm. you know, announced to be a hoax. Um, fake news. Hashtag fake news. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, as you might imagine, made a pretty good chunk of change before, you know, being like, oh, hey, this was a hoax. So, this newspaper didn't do too bad. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like that was kind of like the origins, if you will, of like the National Enquirer and other such newspapers, which I was really obsessed with as a child. I wonder right. how many how many things in history were um, a hoax where it got so far out of hand that someone was like, well, now I can't tell everyone that it was a hoax because I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. Like, I'm thinking of, you know, the boy who cried wolf kind of thing. Like Mormonism. You live- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty solid one. Jim just like um, sneaking in, just like Hi-ya! just like a quick toss of a knife into a dartboard. Just, oh, ow, ooh. yeah, um, yeah. That's a that's a pretty solid that's a pretty solid uh, example. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, before we you know 
get blasted by every <laughs> weird group. I would say there are actually some future episodes, future cryptids, where this kind of happened to a degree. Um, I won't name names, but there's a <laughs> I very... I, I think I know of one. Yeah. There's a very famous, and again, no spoilers, a very famous story about this where someone did a hoax and it was like 40, 50 years later once the hoaxer passed away. Um, probably a, a bit of cryptid knowledge that even the quote unquote cryptid layman would know about. So is that the, uh, the one I'm thinking of is the, um, how do I think of a fake name for this? The, <laughs> the Byron of Shaminar. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're off to a great start. I, I the think the Byron of Shaminar. I think that, I'm writing I think I know book. what you're talking about, yeah. but um, that's not the one I'm referencing, but oh, okay. let's connect later. Let's figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, there's there's a lot of like, um, there are probably more than one, but there are definitely cryptid stories where like the person like did a thing and it's usually when like the hoaxer dies and their family members like, oh yeah, that was totally faked. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, mm -hmm. I guess. But yeah, like that must be a weird situation to be in because it's like, oh, oops. And like, you know, like hundreds and thousands of people forever have built their knowledge on this thing and you just told them it was fake. Like, I'm sure that yeah, you get a lot of nasty emails at least. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, it reminds me of um, I wish I could remember the the details, but I know it was a April Fool's joke that went uh, a little too far where this guy piled up tires up on a mountain and set them on fire and told everyone the volcano was going to go off. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, he I, I think it was like he successfully convinced the town that that volcano was going to go off and there was like panic and <laughs> it did not go well. If I remember correctly, someone might, uh, you know, feel free if you're listening to this and you know the story to, to, to correct me on it, or maybe I'll look it up and correct myself next time. But I'm pretty sure it went real bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, like, you know, I think fire tire fires, um, in general aren't great, aren't great mm -hmm. things, mm -hmm. especially not this for the was, environment. I feel like this t was in like the, you know, 50s or 60s or something. I, I feel like it was um, before people really gave a shit about the concept of the environment. Uh, <laughs> I like how you called the environment a concept. Like it doesn't yeah. exist. Well, I will say I was actually just talking to somebody about this. We don't have to get deep into it. But I will say um, there I, I actually do think there is a concept of the environment because mm. because the way that we as people human beings in society talk about the environment is that it's something separate, which is ridiculous. Like it's the way we talk about the wild, you know, the wild exists out there or animals exist out there. And we study animals. It's like, no, 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 no. We exist in all of these things. We're talking about it as though it's a separate entity that we're trying to protect. No, we're trying to protect us. It is like when you walk outside, you are a part of the universe. You are a part of this environment and you are a part of uh, the animal kingdom. You are an animal walking around in the wild, whether or not it's a concrete road or like a, a dirt path. And so the environment kind of is a concept that we've created to separate ourselves from somewhat the guilt of destroying it and also 
the reality that we are just like everything else on this planet. And it, we will all die if we destroy it just the same. Yeah, that, that's a fair <laughs> point. Dark. No, it's okay. It's a, it's a little dark. But yeah, no, that's a fair point. Because like, I think it's easier for us to mentally wrap our head around it and not feel the terror and dread if we s- separate ourselves from it. You know, because mm-hmm. like, oh, well, the environment's dying. But we're okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you kind of keep that mentality of like, well, we could just go somewhere else. And it's like, no, we can't. Mars. The moon. No, we can't. <laughs> go with, live like, with the moon bats. Yeah. Huh? Like the whole idea that we would go to Mars, a dead planet, and somehow we would be able to colonize that and fix it up and make it livable, but not our livable planet. <laughs> Like, is insane to me. Like, what, are we going to live in bubbles on another dead planet rather than... I mean, wouldn't we just build bubbles here? Like, I just don't... <laughs> it's it's such a bizarre concept to me that Mars would be an escape plan. Like, it is a completely desolate dead planet. We have It's still no pretty ability. cool, though. It would be cool to have, like, an outpost there, but not move there as, like, our only solution to our... No, yeah. Earth. Yeah, obviously, but like, I love the idea of human beings being like, I'm gonna go live on Mars. Oh, I mean, like, (laughs) I mean, like, if, if it was doable, yes, but like, as of right now, the way we're kind of talking about it, it's like, you're just talking about like Instagram clout for living on Mars. Like, it's pretty cool, except for like, you know, the whole being dead thing and like, no, no food or whatever. We're, we're starving help. (laughs) It's, I, I love the idea of space travel and going to other worlds and living on other worlds. That's great. I just hate the idea of it being an escape from our dying world. Like that just to me is insane. Like that's ridiculous that we would use this world up and then go move somewhere that's actually a harder place to live rather than like fixing this world. Yeah. Like just ruining another planet. Movies do it all the time where they're like, oh, we have terraforming technology and we're going to build a new world. And you're like, well, why don't we terraform earth the original terra <laughs> like what, what the fuck uh oh, very shit. silly all right y'all want to get into it yeah well i did have a question oh, okay yes about your um your newspaper that cost a penny <laughs> is this where is that where uh penny dreadfuls originated or am i wrong i mean i don't know um no i think those were a, a separate i'm trying to remember I feel like they were their own publication. Yeah, I feel like they were similar to like fanzines, which were the really old like sci-fi zines um, that had different short stories. Mm-hmm. You know, I teach a class on this, Rudy Toot, but H.P. Lovecraft actually got his yeah. start in one of those. Yeah. Maybe it was a penny dreadful. I don't know enough about those specifically, but I know about the sci-fi fanzines. The The sci-fi fanzines were, were um, his time period, but the... The original Penny Dreadfuls were like the 1820s and things like that. But I just looked it up. They they are, they're like their own entity. They were basically like zines as well. And they cost a penny. They were just like little horror stories. They had a bunch of different names too, like uh, Penny Offals and Penny penny Blood. <laughs> like weird things like that. <laughs> penny Blood. I'm going to go buy my Penny Blood. My Penny Blood. Penny Shitties. My Penny Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sweet. All right. Now let's get into it. Yeah. Hello. Welcome to Love at First Sighting. 
sex-positive, kink-friendly, and thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations. My name is Joyce, my pronouns are she, they, and I'll be your resident cryptid researcher here with the Monster Book Report. Joining me today is Jim. Heyo, I'm here to wrap the monster fucker in all of us. Woo-woo. In all of me. <laughs> also joining me is the ever-wonderful Coco. Hello. I'm kind of the layman here. Don't really know a whole lot about cryptids, uh, but I'm learning slowly and gracefully. Uh, and I also am just like super horny all the time. So I'm, I'm DTF. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We're all down. Sweet. So today I bring you a bad boy. Hope y'all ready. <laughs> My fave. So today I'm bringing you the Ohio Grassman, also known as the Kenmore Grassman or Orange Eyes. Ooh. Uh, this creature gets his name from the odd grass nests that are kind of found all over Ohio. And some say that indigenous folks that uh, originated in that area have stories about wild men in the woods is kind of the title they gave them that are pretty closely resembled the description of the monster we're talking about today. Um, the grass man or grass men, there are plural, there are many, uh, usually come to be six to eight feet tall they're kind of humanoids. They're muscular with long arms. Um, bodies are covered Ooh. in either. <laughs> bodies Sounds are like covered. a Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> I like long walks in the woods and I like to make nests. <laughs> I got long, luscious black or brown hair. I'm telling Not- you, so far, nothing has thrown anyone off on Tinder. <laughs> They're like, Ooh, nester. <laughs> they do like the nest. Um, Yes, body covered in either long or bra- <laughs> covered in either long black or brown hair. Um, this humanoid is similar to a Bigfoot, except more aggressive. Um, usually comes in about either three hundred pounds or the more outlandish reports say like a thousand pounds. Which I'm like, thousand pounds and eight feet is a ch- chonky boy. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> absolute <laughs> unit. <laughs> like I don't know how you're gonna fit that in there. So yeah. Kind of built like a linebacker is what a lot of people kind of say. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know sports. I'm too gay for that. Like, (laughs) So, in the 1911 book, A Buckeye Boyhood by William Venable, um, the creature is said to be a gorilla-like creature that was particularly fond of cowardly blood, which I fucking love. (laughs) I fucking love that. It makes... It's just so good. Supposedly, the Grassman is so popular that, like, a lot of children remember, like, being threatened. Like, their parents would be like, oh, don't don't b- misbehave or, you know, leave the house or yard or whatever. The Grassman will get you. Like, that kind of, like, really great parenting, <laughs> skill, you know, yeah, parenting yeah, yeah. skills all us country folk are familiar with. Um, so, you know, the Grassman was kind of basically Ohio's boogeyman, I guess. So, yeah, one of the first recorded sightings per white America was in January 1896. Um, A man and his daughter were walking in the woods when all of a sudden the man was attacked by the creature. And after a while of like struggling kind of violently with the creature, his daughter threw a rock, hitting the animal in the head, giving, you know, him and his daughter time to escape while the creature wriggled in pain. They reported to the newspaper that. I'm sorry. Someone just rang my doorbell. (laughs) Bing bong. Bing bong. Let me just make sure that got it. 
I will say that the grass man, just the description to me, just sounds like a big dude. <laughs> like it's, It almost he sounds, sounds like, like... He's like Fabio. Yeah, he's just like, just a big dude out in the woods. He's like, I live here now. Yeah. You know, I make some nests. I live out in the woods. I mean, <laughs> he could just be like one of those off-the-grid rednecks. Yeah, yeah. You know? Or... Uh, off the grid like radical leftist like it's so funny how there's like there's other the, sides of the spectrum yeah. there's the same person essentially like they both don't trust the government they yeah. don't want to live off the grid yeah anti-vaxxers usually yes <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> um the orange eyes i wonder what that is like maybe some like some like little uh, round glasses, like the hippie John Lennon glasses, and it like looks and it hits the sun. Do you remember <laughs> in the nineties those glasses that had like the reflective kind of rainbow, and sometimes they have like a skull or a peace sign in them, like no. sunglasses? Oh shit! Look, I'm gonna look for him on Coco's checking on that. Yeah, like Grassman's out here, and he's just like a dude, just big hairy dude, and he's like. So, but like he doesn't want them to come like smash his hut. So, yeah. so he's like, ah, I'm scary. I'm gonna eat your dog. And then like, <laughs> and then he like runs back into the woods, dick a flopping. <laughs> I love Cocks a flopping. Oh my god, that oh shit. I am very glad that I have Bluetooth headphones because I get to get listen that whole time. <laughs> that was great. Oh shit. Okay, let me check where I was. I was trying to look up <laughs> these hippie sunglasses. I couldn't find. I'll have to find it later. All right. They reported to the local newspapers that the creature was gigantic in size with burning eyes and covered in hair. So this next bit, brief uh, kind of content warning. If um, animal death, specifically pet death, is kind of upsetting to you, maybe skip the next 30 seconds or so. Um, just a heads up. In August 1978, Minerva, Ohio, um, the Clayton family encounters with this creature kind of started when they found their family dog dead. A few days later, the Clayton ch grandchildren came screaming into the house about a hairy monster that was lurking in their gravel trash pit outside. When the Clayton adults kind of went outside, what they saw was an entity that was covered in dark matted hair, about six to eight feet tall. They, again, I don't know how people can judge this, estimated to be about 300 pounds that was like kind of rummaging through their trash. Um, before, like, anything else could happen, the creature kind of wandered off into the woods. Uh, the next incident, um, they caught the creature peering into their house's windows. But when Howie Clayton came back with a gun, the grass man was gone. Uh, they obviously alerted the police. And all they could really come up with was a foul stench in the air and some footprints in the mud. Um, didn't find a lot more information about these footprints, but... Um, yeah, the Claytons would go on to see the monsters two more times, one of which they saw multiple creatures on a hill near their home, like near a strip mine. Um, in 1996, a woman was supposedly wakened by one of these creatures. So it was the middle of the night as these things always are. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she was awoken by her dogs, like incessantly barking. And she assumed like she had like a prowler or whatever, someone trying to break into her house. When she peered outside, she saw a dark, broad-shouldered, hairy entity kind of walking past her shed and into the darkness. In 2016, uh, a couple was out camping, and they were about to pack up for the evening when they saw a 
once again, dark, broad-shouldered figure kind of illuminated by the moonlight. Before they could get a closer look, the creature kind of vanished into the night. They assumed that the creature was probably um, interested in their campfire. But yeah, there have been sightings all over Ohio, uh, specifically the area near Salt Fork State National Park uh, makes up most of what the locals like to call the Sasquatch Triangle. Lots of triangles mm. and cryptid stories. Um, it makes sense. Triangles are very important uh, structures that, you know, like they, I, w- I could see how because, you know, it's like the Illuminati. You got all sorts of like pyramids. Like it's just this constant reference to that being like the secret world is like a triangle. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it seems to make sense to me. Yeah, I could see that. Um, other than sightings, the only ever, only other evidence that like I could really find in research is like some blurry fo- video footage, <laughs> a skull that ended up being like a baboon skull, which that's still weird in itself in Ohio. Um, and I've heard of some hunters like making casts of handprints, but like, sorry, not sorry. I'm never convinced by these, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. um, as far as theories, not a lot, just like escape zoo animals a bunch of hoaxes, faked evidence, stuff like that. There's a episode on this bad boy for History Channel's Monster Quest, as well as Animal Planets Finding Bigfoot, where they go to Salt Fork National Park searching for grassmen. And they have various experts on there. Like they had like um, a zoologist from like, you know, the local zoo. And like they studied the nest and like obviously they're like, well, Foxes and all that jazz make nests, but couldn't make something this big. Um, some primates make nests, but it's usually like bedding. Like the nest that they're describing is like, it's almost like this, like, it's almost like a circular hut. It's just like this big ball, like a of brush. Um, yeah. You find those out in the woods all the time, actually. <laughs> I find those uh, all over the place. It's usually um, like people that go out and build them. Um I mean, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, but, no. Uh, um, I was going to say I've built them. Uh, like I remember out in England, I found one and I like added to it and got it all pretty. <laughs> yeah, there's. Um, We're friends officially with a grass man. Yeah. Coco's a grass man. Is Coco a grass man? Perhaps. Is can you yeah, see through my contacts? What's well, like. In one of those episodes, I think it was for the Monster Quest thing, like these quote unquote experts tried to build one of these nests. And then like, obviously, I know they probably cut the footage, but it just looked like they only tried for like, you know, half an hour. And they're like, <laughs> we give up. This is too hard. Who could actually do this? Impossible. <laughs> Which is whack to me because like, okay, if the creature you're you're proposing exists, created this nest, who is also a humanoid. And mm-hmm. we are humans, humanoids. <laughs> like, y- if you can't do it, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. No human could stack books like this. <laughs> Wait. It's from are Ghostbusters. You- oh, okay. I was just like, are you talking about the grass man being a college student with like the brick, like bookcase with the cinder blocks? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes, please. That's, uh, I mean, it's also if these guys went out there to build this test uh, and they've never built a shelter before out in the wild, like, uh, of course, it's going to be incredibly difficult. Like, if you don't know what you're doing, it's it's not easy. But like, 
human beings have built cabins. Like we, we, <laughs> we can make complex structures. It is a possibility. There's not like some secret math there. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was a really weird scene. And I was just like, cause I, I reviewed it again last night and I was just like, y'all barely even tried. <laughs> like, like put forth some effort. I guess like, yes, you have homes that you can go to at the end of the day and the grass man doesn't. So like maybe he's more motivated to make one of these than you are. But like y'all barely put in the effort. I'm just saying. That's like uh, all of the ancient mystery uh, shows. They always have someone come on and be like, there's no way they could have cut this stone without diamond tools, which like weren't in this area or something like that. Or, or, or they're even more extreme, like diamond tools can't even cut through this. And it's, I was like, what? Yes. Uh, you're no, that's not how things work. Like you can, you can cut through them with time and energy. Like it's not, you don't need lasers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I understand what you're referencing, I'm assuming you're talking about like shit like ancient aliens and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to about to put them on blast. That mm-hmm. shit's always racist. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's always racist. You don't have to be white to be able to do shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah, get it, off it's of one of those things where, you know, oh, well, you know, this is Teen Chapel is this big, beautiful thing. And uh, yeah, well, you know, this is a human achievement. But like the pyramids. Oh, well, I mean. Those people couldn't have possibly built that. It had like, to be aliens. That's ridiculous. It had to be aliens. It's just like, uh, no, we, like we've had engineering and like all of these things for thousands of years and have been very, very confident in our ability to build stuff. We're very clever creatures. Like it is stupid to imagine that those things couldn't be done by humans. And what's funny is that I still believe in aliens. <laughs> I just, it's just stupid to think that that's who, like, that's how they would interact is like, ah, we shall help them build a stone temple to us and then we'll leave. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just like garbage because it's like, oh, well, just because this person isn't white, first off, doesn't mean they don't have the ability or like the intelligence to do this thing. Also, like, maybe they have intelligence beyond yours fucking king louis or whatever you know like fuck you like yeah. get over it like i mean god well yeah i mean a lot of people don't even think about the fact that like you know when we talk about mathematics and like the birth of math like we often reference greek people and it's really obnoxious cuz like we literally use the term algebra algebra is a Arabic word. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's where math started. Like that's, that's where a lot of our like science comes from and chemistry and things like that. Like long before the Greeks had figured stuff out and it's just obnoxious. That's where a lot no, of astrology sure. and astronomy and all sorts of different things came from as well. Where they still yeah. blended together is the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, back when I was thinking about going into college, I wanted to study anthropology and someone pointed out that like, anthropology is like largely a racist kind of like academic subject and like at the time i was like really defensive until like i kind of thought about it and like now with like more experience and knowledge i'm like oh i see why they said that and like unfortunately ancient aliens really highlights that kind of aspect it's like Mm -hmm. like in its weird way um but yeah it you know it, it basically is an academic subject that kind of says like oh anyone whose skin is not like fucking pasty white is like quote unquote primitive 
and must have gotten help from aliens. (laughs) Yeah. Some sort of higher being to allow them to do this stuff. Yeah. 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 But anywho, I'm I'm off my, my, my pyramid shaped soapbox now, but (laughs) I digress. (laughs) I have to ask, does the grass man fuck? Apparently the grass man does. I like that. (laughs) All right. So this story was written by a friend of ours, Tristan. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. And uh, so here we go. We're going to we're going to read his story. I found myself deep in the woods of Salt Fork, not too far from where the Appalachian Mountains cut across Ohio. The air was sharp and my breath had started to push up clouds. I hated it out there. But to be fair, I'd have been miserable anywhere. Divorce will do that to you. That's how I found myself crashing on my cousin's couch for the foreseeable future. There could be worse things, I supposed, and this proved itself when I agreed to a stag weekend with my cousin and his friends. There was also the misfortune of having drawn the short straw and getting stuffed into a shitty, smelly gorilla costume, hunting for a hair ape man. I was tasked with running around the woods. What? (laughs) (laughs) Just, oh boy. Oh, here I feel like we go. I've seen this before somewhere. <laughs> Is this a video of someone? All right. I was tasked with running around the woods, knocking on trees and howling or hooting. I don't really know what you call the sound. I didn't sound anything like the videos, but that didn't matter. They even had me on well-worn path that cut through the thick of everything. Some sort of route that would set off all their hunting cams. It was bullshit, but what else was I going to do? The deal was that I wouldn't be out there all night. Just do a couple laps and stir up some shit here and there to get the grass man all hot and bothered to check its territory. (laughs) So this guy, he's going to get hot and bothered, that's for sure. (laughs) Sounded like a crock of shit to me. Made up monster and elusive ape people didn't really move the needle for me, but I still found myself roped into it anyway. I found it funny how family and depression could get under my skin and get me out of the good old comfort zone for a few minutes. I didn't want to think too hard on anything, and it seemed like running through the woods in a gorilla suit could be the ticket on getting my mind off just about anything. Once the feeling of being an asshole in a costume wore off, that is. And despite what my cousin and his buddy said, this wasn't some well-crafted ape-man recreation. This was a well-worn Halloween costume bought secondhand and had the tags to prove it. After tripping over my floppy, oversized, over-the-shoe gorilla feet a few times, The movement started to warm me up, and I kind of got into it. I howled and knocked on trees, yanked some brush apart, and flipped the bird to the hunting cam. Cam The hunter came. The hunter, well. We're already there. We already jumped right in. No, he's already finished. All right. The end. (laughs) That was quick. (laughs) That was great. See y'all later. (laughs) I'd be damned if I didn't start to have a little fun with it. Unfortunately, I didn't remember the trail as well as I thought, and somehow I got turned around or didn't spot one of the marked trees. Before too long, my spunk had been spent in nice holy dra- <laughs> Again, are we done with the story already? My already spunk yeah, is spent. He's just playing around with a little... Time uh, to go home. Know, um, um, foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> Before too long, my spunk had been spent, and I slowly dragged my floppy feet through the woods and shouted for the guys while I caused a general ruckus to catch their attention. The sun had already been on its way down when we all got out there, and now it was about to be truly dark. 
My dumbass didn't think I'd be in this sort of mess, so the battery on my phone died just after the few minutes of using it for light. I was stranded. The growing dark and evening air reached into my bones. I'd managed to stay calm up to this point, but goose prickles ran up and down my body as a howl echoed out in the wild. Listen, I know I said before that I didn't think an ouch... I didn't think an ouch... Ouch! <laughs> Ouchy! That I didn't think an ounce of truth sat with sat within these notions of wood apes. But when I was out there, alone in the dark, I started to believe that just about anything could come out and grab me. Anxiety and panic ran up my guts like cold needles. I took off in some random direction and hoped to put some distance between me and whatever made that noise. I cut between the trees and tried to rustle my costume off, shouting for my cousin and his friends. I hoped they would hear me. I can't say what came out of my mouth was intelligible, since I was running for my life and already out of breath. In my head, I'm sure it sounded like a ma- I was a madman screaming for rescue. But now that I think back on it, with more of a level head, I'm sure it was something more akin to wheezes and grunts. At some point, in the haze of escape or the stupid fucking costume feat, some branch or stone sticking up out of the ground tripped me. I fell with all the grace of a rock and managed to twist an ankle and knock the breath out of my lungs. Seemed convenient considering that was that out seemed convenient considering that out there in the dark was a phantom pursuer, and all that was left to me was my ability to move and or shout for help. I was a dead man. In all the rush, I hadn't heard the forest fall into a deep quiet. Wind whistled softly through the branches. No insects made a sound. No far off rustle of leaves or the snap of a twig. It was almost peaceful until I heard the low pants of quiet, heavy breaths. Slowly, steps... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Slowly, steps came closer to my prone body. It was all I could do to lie still and hope that the gorilla suit would camouflage me from anything that might want to run up and on me and start taking bites. I was no, frozen. camouflage you, all right. <laughs> camouflage you. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I was frozen, face down and vulnerable, and felt every bit. (laughs) (laughs) Face down, ass up. (laughs) Face down and vulnerable, and felt every bit as exposed as a man in a gorilla costume could feel. I closed my eyes and tried to catch my breath. I hoped that whatever was coming closer to me would pass on by, and that would be that. But as it carefully circled me, I knew I wasn't going to be that lucky. There were shallow grunts as it studied my body and sniffed at the air with huge, sucking breaths. It patted the ground around me. I guess it wanted to test my reactions to it coming near. But I remained still as I could, still as humanly possible. When I didn't respond, it nudged me with a thick row of toes. Until <laughs> Sorry. I thought I was going to nudge with something else. <laughs> nudge me with this huge swinging this dick. thick dick. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe they don't have a dick. Maybe they have a vagina. That's, I'm not that's sure the mating yet. ritual is just gently poking the other one with it. Well, you know. Well, that's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of pretty accurate for it. Yeah. <laughs> eh? You like this? Oh, eh? okay. Eh? <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. Never, never Sorry mind. to bother you. <laughs> When I didn't respond, it nudged me with a thick row of toes until it started to roll me over. I stayed limp and hoped that we would be enough to make it lose interest. 
Once it flipped me over to my back, it didn't take long for a shiver to roll down my body. I pulled my arms across my chest and curled up to retain some warmth without thinking. It drew back, surprised, and I finally got a good look at the creature that had come upon me. Yeah, you are. <laughs> it looked kind of like Bigfoot. Tall, hairy, and thick. <laughs> Dummy thick. <laughs> Dummy thick. <laughs> but this wasn't Bigfoot. This was the grass man. That's what my cousin called it, and I was ready for some big, hairy ape man. I wasn't prepared for his glowing eyes. They were hypnotizing. Memorizing. Memorize this for later. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm going to be on the pop quiz. I'm going to recall this in great detail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that thing in school? Uh, something recall. Do you remember that? Uh, uh, quick recall. Yes. I don't know. I was trying to make a bad joke about that, but obviously it has failed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I do that a lot, apparently. Bad jokes that fail. Oh. Not well thought out. Oh. 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 Anyway, I'm going to stop interrupting now. Instead of fear. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Instead of fear, I felt a suddenly wash of warmth cascade over my body. He studied me for a moment, his glowing eyes running from head on down. I thought he'd figured it out. I was some phony. As I tensed up for an aggressive response, he only bit next to me and poked a thick finger into my chest. Into his chest. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I tried my best not to react, but as he prodded me, my body would tighten and curl to his touch. That was, until he reached my ankle. I hissed quietly in pain and jerked away. I can't say for sure if this was something he understood, but he didn't pull back. He put two firm hands around me and pulled me close to his chest before effortlessly getting back to his feet. Being this close to him, I expected to be repulsed and feel some fight or flight in my own ape brain start to fire. It didn't. I felt comforted. Safe, even. More to my surprise, the musts that stuck to the thick, coarse hair of his chest didn't smell like I thought they would. It was earthly, and something about it caused my head to swim in an inexplicable, intoxicating way. That warmth that his eyes covered me in now spread through my muscles and bones along with his scent. Without a thought, I nestled into his chest and raised a gloved hand to the tangles of his fur. I like how gentle it is and so soft. It Mm -hmm. is. Like I'm Mm -hmm. being cradled in your bosom. I couldn't rightly say how long the grass man carried me, coddled in his arms. We eventually arrived at his hut, a woven tangle of tall grass and bent branches. I was still drunk from his scent. It stuck in the back of my mouth and felt like it coated every inch of me in some ethereal lubricant. That won't be the only thing. (laughs) We're going to need some lubricant. There was no way I could read his intentions, be it paternal or otherwise, but I didn't feel like my life was in danger. When he stooped to carry me through the opening of his hut, the only thing I felt was his body heat covering me like a blanket as it was trapped in his nest. Very carefully, he laid me down on a patch of loose, dead grass, and began to worry over me once more. He poked and prodded my costume body gingerly. His big fingers engulfed my small hands and arms as he inspected each part of me. I tried my best not to react in any way, but I hadn't had this much attention paid to me in, well, 
my whole life. I don't remember when the situation turned or what exactly caused it, but I could feel heat rush through my body. My chest hammered a steady beat, and that heat rushed to my groin. I could feel myself swell as the grass man curiously worked over my stomach and hips. For the first time since he laid his hands on me, I felt afraid. I didn't know what he's do when he came upon the tight knot of my swollen cock when his exploration expert I can't say my L's, it's fine. Just give me how you need a drink. We're we're all balls struggling day, it's okay. <laughs> getting getting hot and bothered over there. <laughs> And he came upon the tight knot of my swollen cock when his exploration brought him to the gulf between my splayed legs. I had no idea what was happening to me. It was like my body had betrayed me. This huge, hairy, gorilla-like creature with its strong musk, thick features, and, and those glowing eyes had turned me into a teenage boy staring at a lingerie magazine in a locked bathroom while my parents weren't home. I could feel the tip of my cock begin to soak the inside of my jeans, ready to erupt. Damn, son. (laughs) Like soaking through your underwear and jeans? It's a lot of liquid. That's a lot of pre-cum. Really hydrated. I know. You drink a fucking big gulp before this? (laughs) like. Then it happened. The grass man pressed a confident finger in between my legs and up against the back of my balls. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I didn't imagine that. (laughs) I forget that some people really like talking about balls. (laughs) There's more balls to come. There's no hate. It's just I wasn't wasn't prepared for that. (laughs) Where's the where's the balls at? Grassman found them. (laughs) (laughs) Everything in me made a fist as I convulsed. I shot everything I had into the inside of my pants. A low, moaning growl at the back of my throat. Unsure at first, the grassman slightly relented with his exploratory finger, but without thinking, I pushed myself down on the wide pad of his fingertip and felt one last milking rush push up through the head of my penis before a shudder of needles fell in a tingling wave over my body. The heat inside the hut rushed to my head, and instead of feeling spent, tired, and self-conscious, I sat up. The wetness at my crotch only made me more aware of my more sensitive areas that I wanted, no, needed the grass man to be curious about. Sorry, I'm choking. Took a turn real quick. <laughs> but also, if I understand the, the, the literature right, here he came? Yeah. Oh, pretty quick. No, no offense. Well, I mean, like, they did say that, you know, he's he's divorced, so he might have, it might have been a dry span of time for yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that, okay. You know, after you get out of, like, the whole sex stupor you're usually in, I would imagine being in, you know, jeans and a gorilla suit and being soaked with all sorts of, like, cum and shit, pretty uncomfortable once oh, you snap back to reality. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know how, like, I don't know, I read a lot of lit, obviously. Obviously. But, like, people are always like, and then we came together, and then we laid there in each other's arms and fell asleep for the night. And I'm like, with all the cum and the slime all over you, one, you gotta pee. Gotta pee. And two, like, it gets, it, it immediately gets, like, tacky, and then it dries, and it's like every movement you make is, like, pulling, like, the hairs on your skin and stuff. Like Yeah, you gotta... 
Hey, kids, <laughs> after sex, go pee and then do your after cuddles. Yeah. That's, that's how your girl does it. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Gotta pee. Gotta pee. Be healthy. Oh, I just realized I was muted for a little bit there. <laughs> uh, they're going pee, yeah, pee, pee, pee. I mean, although you know, there's probably a bunch of uh, moments where I was laughing that didn't go through as well. So sorry if it just seemed like I was very quiet. Um, but uh, yeah, well, obviously you should pee. But you know, you can do your like after lay where you just kind of like don't move for a little bit. I mean, it just depends on what position you're in, you know, things like that. Who's inside who, if anyone's inside anyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's nice is that that initial just like slump. And then after a moment, yeah, get up, go pee, do your, yeah. do your aftercare and then get all up in each other's business with that skin on skin skinship. Yeah, skinship. there's there's a way to be responsible and like romantic and sexy and shit. Like just, you know, do the healthy shit. Gotta, gotta pee. Yeah, no, that's not me at all. Well, you don't pee? No, I absolutely pee, but like I am immediate, like get all of this off me <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of the same way. My spouse is always like, oh, we'll, we'll say it a little bit. I'm like, I'm going to get everywhere. I already have. <laughs> like, I need to pee. Like, and then I'll come back. I promise. Like, I always do. But it's like, you got to pee. You got to clean this <laughs> shit up. Pee. Like, I don't wash these sheets for nothing. <laughs> anyway. All right. We're back in it. Without hesitation, I reached out to the tangle of fur at his groin. He grunted. It was soft and suggestive. I could feel him relinquish some of his weight into my hands. I softly tugged at his furry balls with both hands until I felt his dick twitch and animate. I left one hand to maintain his balls while the other roughly grabbed around the base of his swelling cock and began to twist and stroke. He bounced in rhythm with my pull and his breath became more excited. My own rush of blood began to get the better of me. I wanted to taste him, wrap my tongue around his pulsing cock, and take him to the back of my throat and hear how his lungs would respond. But I wasn't in the mindset to fuck with a zip-back mask, so I moved on. Clumsily, I tore open the drop seat of my costume and managed to work my jeans and underwear down while I turned over to my hand and knees. In a blur, I had my ass out and the grass man in hand behind me. I pulled the tip of his crooked cock along the valleys of my wet ass and thighs, where my spent seed had collected and worked my cum onto the end of him. We both gasped in a cacophony of grunts and raspy moans. I teased him around the edge of my hole and I felt him twitch. When his pre-cum started to run, I pushed back and took his thick cock into me all at once. In unison, we exhaled. Ooh. All at once. That's, that's probably a lot. Yeah. That's a like, lot. There's not a lot of lubricant sound. It doesn't I mean, sound like there's a lot of lubricant happening here. I know Just a pre- lot of, well, cum. Cum is actually a great lube, by the way. <laughs> but True. But needs a lot. Of yeah. Lube. Lots of lube, kids. Second um, lesson of today's episode. Yeah, especially they, for butt stuff. Lots of lube. Yes, you should use lots of lube. But also, there are people out there who don't need a whole lot of work. I'm always, I'm just cautious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Throw me into a kiddie pool of lube. Like, it's, you know, that's what I need. I have Some a hurt tummy, just... so I can't. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. My tummy's sore. Why is that a meme? Sorry, never mind. We can't get into that. Wait, what's a meme? T- like, people talking about, oh, my tummy hurt. Like, you know, obviously, a lot of people have chronic illness- illnesses where their tummy does hurt. Um, but that seems to be like a weird topic of memes lately. Like, I just hmm. saw, like, a fake advertisement for a lawyer who's like, 
one eight hundred tummy hurt. Like, I'm just like, why? <laughs> oh, why? I need that one. I mean, we yeah. all do. Yeah, yeah, I could use. Maybe that it's one. just I... like the anxious people that make memes. Maybe that's why it's a thing. Yeah, I mean, literally all three of us just related to that meme. So I feel, <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> fair enough. All right. So he's taking him all at once. All just... at one damn time. I mean, also, when you're talking fantasy, like, yeah, of course, that's that's like fantasy is the idea that you're just going to like ram it in there and go like, well, that's, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's true. like anytime you're watching porn where they do that, that you, you should know that there was a lot of pre-work before they filmed that. No, for yeah. sure. I think like I'm just like, again, an overly cautious person. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, come on, just lather me up. <laughs> in unison, we exhale. I could feel his fur pressed up against my spread cheeks as his bent cock teased at my insides and nudged against my prostate. My balls began to pull t- and t- my balls began to pull tight again, ready for another mess of ecstasy to shoot out of me. I pushed myself against him again and again before his thrusts began to take charge. His big hands wrapped around my hips and his grunts began to t- shake the walls of his hut. Each time he pushed deeper into me, I could feel my own cock stand up, stiff against my stomach, alert and ready to explode. Clouds started to edge in from sides of my vision, and my head began to feel light. The grass man's excited rhythm became unsteady and frantic. I felt his prick harden with quick pulses as he spent himself inside me with thick, rushing strands of cum. It filled me and forced itself out at the gaps around his cock. At the same time, the pressure inside of me went off and more long ropes of semen shot up the length of my body, up against my stomach and chest. Both of us, still entangled, began to tremble. In the ropes of cum. (laughs) Began to tremble. We can get into that conversation. Both of us, still entangled. (laughs) Sorry. I'm going to shut up. I promise. No, I'm going to bring it up. Yeah, yeah. So last night we were talking about uh, how how Joyce is not super into the to the verbiage of ropes of cum. Yeah, like mm. again, and I don't want anyone to think that I'm I'm. It's personal preference, but like when you say ropes of cum, I just think of like these thick ass streams, like you know, fucking Ghostbusters, other lasers, the pink like, stuff. Yeah. Oh no, the oh that that's probably a better analogy. No. But like it's just yeah. like. You know, I just imagine like a pirate ship, like, you know, the ropes, how thick they are. Like, I just imagine that, but cum. I'm like, that's a lot of fucking cum. I'm a, I'm a delicate flower. I don't need that much cum. Oh, see, you, you clearly but, don't have a cum fetish because that's the people that I know who uh, like cum, like cum a lot. And there's like no amount too little or too think, much. No, I think we got, we brought this up last time and like what I said and I, it still sticks. It's like. Um, I like a little bit. A little bit's okay. You know, but I don't want to be like covered in it. Mm. Like, you know, like my whole body. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm a very subtle person. I think I'd be down with being covered in it. But like I said, like once it starts to get tacky, I want to go take a shower. Yeah, so you I want to be that's... covered like while you're in the shower, so you can just immediately turn the water <laughs> on and get rinsed. Like, get me covered. Take your picture so you can use it for your spank bank later, and then I jump in the shower and <laughs> honestly, get cleaned off. yeah, I think like I would be okay with more of it if I could immediately be transported to the shower. Like, do your thing. We're in it, and then once we both snap out, I better be in that fucking hot water washing myself up. 
If if I've got a sex blanket down, I'm good with whatever. <laughs> I mean, you always as long got as a sex blanket. It, yeah. Because really, it's that that's the main thing. Is that like uh, all of my anxiety after sex is like I'm gonna get it on the sheets. Oh God, I'm gonna get it on the couch. It's gonna get everywhere. But yeah, if I know I can clean blanket. it up easy enough, I'm like, oh yeah, we're good. Yeah, like throw down like a, <laughs> an arts and craft tablecloth down and yeah. then toss that shit in the trash when you're done. Okay, so anyway, because because Joyce was upset about ropes, I started to try to think of some maybe some different um, <laughs> things to call it. But my brain immediately made me want to do worse than ropes. It was bad. Or like silly string. Yeah, I said, mm-hmm. first of all, chains have come. Chains. And then... And then, yeah, then I said, silly strings have come. And that was, mm-hmm. Joyce really hated that. She mm-hmm. did. And then I said, ribbons, which I think is kind of nice. Nice. I like that. Yeah, I like it's a little visual. lighter. It's got yeah. the, uh, a ribbons gentler feel come. to it. Yeah. It almost has wispy. like a, yeah, wispy. Mm-hmm. And then I said, bungee cords have come. <laughs> which that one, <laughs> I was just like. Does that mean they snap back? Or <laughs> yeah, so I said, they shoot pretty far, but snap back and hit you in the eye. And then I think yeah, I said yeah, something yeah, yeah. about being like a sticky boomerang. And I was like, yeah. oh, no. Yeah, you said, oh, God, I don't need that stuff coming back like some kind of cum boomerang. The stickiest boomerang. <laughs> the stickiest boomerang. <laughs> No, oh, and then I was like, "I'm a done with this conversation. I'm going to bed." And then, and then I, and then I said, "Noodles have come." Oh, that was worse because yep. I just imagine like noodles. ramen noodles just like flowing out of someone's dick, and I was just like, "Oh no!" And then, yeah, and that was when that was when Joyce was like, "Nope, I'm done." And I said, "You set me down this path. Now suffer." I mean, we're all down this path together. <laughs> and then, and then my last one was worms have come. That was yeah. probably the worst. <laughs> no, it definitely was the worst. Like, I want ropes back. Give me ropes back, please. <laughs> You'll get some ropes. Okay. Sorry. I don't know where I was now, but I had to. Good. Yeah, intermission is over. Everybody get back to your seats. Both of us, still entangled, began to tremble and weakly separated. I fell flat and laid in the wetness inside the suit. The grass man fell to his haunches and moved into a sitting position. I'd never spent so much of myself. Immediately, I feel asleep, and it wasn't until the next afternoon that I came back around. The cold outside crept into the hut and woke me. For a while, I fought against the crystallized insides of my suit. That's what happens when you don't take a shower. I pulled dried seed off me and fastened up all the openings so I could retain some warmth. I looked around the dim interior of the hut, but didn't see the grass man anywhere. Not that it was a big hut and he'd have many places to hide. It was a bittersweet moment, knowing that I'd have to leave him and search out my cousin again. Though I didn't really think I could live out the rest of my life as Grassman's companion. I made it back all right. After a few hours of stumbling through the woods, I eventually found civilization and got out of the crusty gorilla suit. Sadly, though, I can't say that we ever caught any footage of the Grassman on the hunting camps or collected any prints. I even tried to remember where the hut was that I stayed in overnight. But I'm no tracker, so it was all bunk to me. All I got were the fading memories of a time I came upon the grass man. And the grass man came upon me. I knew that was coming. Lovely. I was really hoping that he would get back and they'd be like, Hey, yeah, so the hunting cam was pointed. <laughs> we saw um, everything. We- at a hut. 
We did, we did see some stuff. Your cousin left. He, uh, couldn't really handle it. He anymore. threw up. <laughs> he had to go. He home. threw up. He decided, wait, was it like a stag party you said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He decided not to get married. He decided <laughs> to go live alone far away He's from actually, you. He's, no, actually, he went into the wilds too. He's like, oh man. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have one last do for myself. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Huh. Good Lord. I'm also just imagining him like coming out of the woods, like just looking rough as shit. He's got like well, yeah. dry cum all over his suit. Well, like <laughs> ropes you know, of dry cum. Those fucking little huts don't have showers. So like mm-hmm. crunching and creaking just all the way back to the house. Like <laughs> His dick just like, full on stuck to his belly. <laughs> yeah. Like it looks like he had a whole like. 12 pack of Krispy Kreme donuts just like s- squished inside the suit with them. <laughs> like, so girl, dude, you have what cinnamon rolls jeans? this morning? <laughs> <laughs> Yucky. They're all like, oh, you can take off the suit now. He's like, no. I really no, can't. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. It's um, physically impossible. <laughs> right now, I'm going to keep it on. I will take it off later. Yeah, and they rented it too. So, oh man, they got to return that. Oh, oh you ain't getting your security deposit back. Mm-mm. No. You'd be like, Jesus, how much for fuck's sake? <laughs> Not again. No, they're like, keep it. <laughs> just just keep it. Just keep it. God. Yeah. So that'd yeah. be actually even better if they were like, oh, yeah, no, it comes back covered and come every time. It's all right. <laughs> we, yeah. They're like, oh, come again. That's right. Fine. They, they put it yeah, into yeah. like a vat of like. I don't know what kind of cleaner. You can't put in bleach because then it wouldn't be black anymore. It's the decomer, you know. <laughs> the decomer. Yeah, the professionals know what to do. Mm-hmm. It's just like I feel like a Rube Go- Rube Goldberg machine was like and like steam shits happening and like it's Don Dish Soap every time. Don Dish Soap can get through anything. Just a fucking yeah, like a. I don't know, car wash with Don dish soap shooting from mm-hmm. every direction. God. <laughs> Thank you, Tristan. Yeah, big shout out yeah. to Tristan. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, and I don't all know your if kinky y'all, thoughts. Yeah. I don't know if y'all want to keep this name, but I do like the idea of calling our submission, our submitters, um, Cryptid Cupids. I think it's. Yeah, weird. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did I ever say the title of the story? Oh, what was the title? The title was The Grass Man Cometh. I love it. Love it. <laughs> like that kind of like Descendants. Also, that book that I can't remember the, the author's name kind of. Mothman Cometh. What? The Mothman Cometh. That's think, on Amazon. I think there's a thing. It's like Iceman Cometh, which is what the original mm. everyone's always referencing. But I don't remember who wrote that book. And then I the think that there's a lot of cometh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially in this story. Yeah, there's plenty of cometh. So many cometh, like uh, ropes of cometh, if you will. <laughs> ropes of cometh, silly strings of cometh, bungee cords of cometh. Oh, that one. Oh. Spindles of cometh. <laughs> oh, threads. Threads. threads of God, cometh. that's a thin cum, though. I mean, that's, that's like pre yarns. Yeah. Yarns of cometh. Yarns of cum. Yarns. I like strands because it could be like. It's thin, but not too thin, you know? I don't know. In my head, it's not too thin. I'm just imagining the line like, 
he came so many yarns have come i could have knit a sock <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh that's the worst oh shit that is the grass man think this is a good stopping point yeah sure but mm-hmm. would either yep. of you fuck the grass man oh yeah yes. i forgot i always forget this part <laughs> you try to block no, out the- this part <laughs> I feel like my answer is always the same. I'm always like, well, I got to get to know them first and do, do, do. Um, I don't know if the grass man is my type. Yeah, I feel that. You know, I'm I'm open to lots of types of people. Um, more creatures. Wink. Coco, so yours is a hard yes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's, I know so far I've said yes to all of them but uh yeah that was um that was good for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah cool well cool uh all right cool cool all right cool all right cool cool all right it doesn't seem like either of you've ever seen that so i will stop nope 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 Nope. i was just gonna thank all y'all for listening um find us on twitter and instagram at love at first sighting Catch episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. We have a Gmail. Please write to us at laughspod at gmail.com, which is L-A-F-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. Send us fucking smut. Send us corrections. Call us out. Call us in. Just say that we're really great. We love that, too. Like, anything. We're we're, we're open to it. Please write to us. We, we don't want to beg, but we're not beneath it. No. <laughs> we're we're also, totally chill. Uh, as a separate thing, um, please write us a review. Uh, if you write us a review, it does help us get seen on like the podcast hosting sites. Um, so yeah, the more reviews we get, uh, the higher we get on there. Even if they're not great reviews, it still helps. Although we would obviously prefer if you, you know, said how great we are. <laughs> yeah. Please, please be kind with your, uh, criticism. You know, I understand there's always room for improvement, but you know, write us a review. Be nice about it. <laughs> you know, don't don't talk about how I'm tripping all the time. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, we would love it. Tell your friends, please get them to listen. If they're horny, get them, get them here. Yeah. They'll love, they'll love it. We guarantee it. And if you want to be a cryptid Cupid, mm-hmm. get with us. <laughs> Patreon's coming. That is straight up begging. <laughs> yeah. No. Patreon's coming. We've got some good stuff that's going to be on there for you if you're really into the podcast yeah jim's Mm -hmm. been doing tons of doodles and drawings and sketches which will all be available plus pretty sure the kind of transcripts for all the stories you write yeah all the stories that i write the transcripts will be there so you can have it if you want to read it yourself and then we're also kind of thinking about maybe doing like re-recordings of just the story so it's like a audiobook sort of version Yeah, we get enough patrons. Uh, maybe I'll buy some short say juicy on it. Put my ass on the internet. I don't know. Something. <laughs> Anything. Please give us money. Please give money, us please. Money. money, please. We'll buy matching shorts, all three of us. No, and we'll I will put our juicy asses on the internet. By the way, yeah. I mean, not my to ass add is even on more time. Internet, so. I'm sure all of ours are to some extent. Yeah. But like, I actually had that thought of all of us doing it in a nice little picture of all of our juicy booties. But it is actually hard to find shorts that say juicy on them. Like, they're not that? as plentiful as I thought they would be. Oh, man, if we were in the early 2000s. I know, exactly. We missed the train by, like, quite a bit. We just need to get some, like, booty short uh, boxers that are one color and then do some stencil spray paint. 
juicy. Now I will say I will say that I follow an artist that makes um, booty shorts that say spooky Mm -hmm. and have skeleton hands that grip that like look like they're gripping the ass cheeks. (laughs) Oh, I love um, that. That's that's kind of more my brand anyway. So like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that. It's more of our brand, really. (laughs) Yeah. Our just. Yeah. Brand in general. Creepy. Yeah. Spooky, sexy brand. Yeah. But yeah. And I've also really wanted a pair of those shorts, but I've been like, no, I don't need that. But then it would give me an excuse. Yeah. Oh, we might need that. We might need it for our podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Our audio medium. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Well, again, thanks, everyone. Thanks for our rants. And uh, please reach out to us. But otherwise, watch the shadows, sweeties. Stay horny, babes. Hey. Go fuck a monster. <laughs> <laughs>